people out there in podcast land my name is paul workman i'm zach mccoy and it is your boy trav and we are your oscar grouches and welcome back to the oscar podcast thursday show not thursday z trav uh (laughs) acting direct a show where we take a look at the filmographies of oscar-winning actors who decided to take a turn behind the camera and what are we watching this week zach still in george clooney's filmography we're watching monuments men which is the story of the men tasked with recovering and protecting famous and historic works of art during the European campaign of World War II. Oh, is this everybody's first time watching Monuments Men? Yes. It is. No, for me, I saw this at the movie theater. Ah, there you go. It looked like a great ensemble, so I went for it. Definitely it sounds a- like a great ensemble. Mm-hmm. And then you watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, but before we get into that, we'll do an Oscar breakdown. Break it down. Uh, this movie got nominated for nothing. 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 It was uh, it was set to release in October of 2013. And due to some editing problems, got pushed back to February of 2014. And uh, pretty much killed its, any Oscar chances it had. Now... What editing problems did this thing have? Uh, apparently, they were having trouble finding uh, the balance of humor versus subject matter in the edit. Mm. They still happen to have trouble finding that in the film, too. So, mm. looks looks like it got pushed back for nothing. Hmm. Well, then, let's talk about this movie. <laughs> this Trav, Trav just wants to jump the gun on everything. I do. Not I, pay I attention do. to form and format. Oh, well, what, what you're what? saying? We're we're real professional on this show. Complete professionals. <laughs> no, you know what, man this this film has the same vibe of the last three or four Clooney films we've watched. So now at this point, I'm like, okay, this is just Clooney as a director, and I just don't think I'm into it. Is what it is. Mm. I um. I'll just come out and say straight up, this is the first movie that I was actively disappointed in that we've watched from Clooney. Um, because I love Good Night and Good Luck. I, I saw some, I, I just had no interest in Leatherheads, but this, I was actually very interested in the subject matter. Um, Caitlin has the book. We've watched a little bit of a documentary about all this stuff. I, um, my initial comment that I'll make before I give Paul a moment is that I just feel like Clooney wants so badly to be Spielberg here, but he's not. <laughs> and, and I'll pause for now and let Paul have some words. Yeah, I uh, I really like this movie. I like it a lot. Okay. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when I saw it in the theater, and I enjoyed it on this watch. <laughs> and this movie is charming as shit. Yeah, um... <laughs> Uh, I'll pass off the tribe here. Uh, <laughs> I think I was really excited going into this film, kind of like what Zach said. This is probably the best ensemble of actors that I've 
scene coming into the film like oh this is exciting i mean we got john goodman we got bill murray we got matt damon we got kate blanchett who kate blanchett is the highlight of this film i mean she's absolutely incredible in this matt damon does nothing for me in this film (laughs) um and i love matt damon he Um, is white bread in this dude when he's good when he fits a film he really fits a film when he's not good in a film, he's fucking terrible in a film. And he does nothing for me in this film. John Goodman should have had more of a presence in this film. No, I agree. I John that. Goodman was really great. And the little, little bit of crumbs that he had in this film. And it's really hard to get into Bill Murray now when you just know how much of a scumbag on set he is. So that kind of kills it for me a little bit watching Bill Murray and that me just thinking about, uh, you know, I wonder what woman he fucking groped or made inappropriate uh, comments to, yeah. you know, while they were filming this. So yeah, it kind of kills it for me, but I don't know. Like, I can't tell you exactly why I didn't care for this film. I just think the Clooney style is just not for there, me. There's three, three things. Um, I'll use the word, and I'm you know feeling what Trav has been feeling through some of the past movies. I feel like the direction is very pedestrian, is the word I'd use. It's just very, here it is. There's some issues with scene um, transitions, I feel like, and I think that's probably you know, what they're talking about with the editing issue. I, it doesn't feel cohesive and kind of weird pacing, and the score, I think, is horrible really oh corny. i i completely disagree i love this blast score in this he <sighs> he is laying on the schmaltz in this movie is unironic in every way and the schmaltz is exactly what it needed <laughs> it's, def- I, it's definitely not one of his better film scores to me but i don't think it's ter- i don't think it's as terrible as zach thinks it is but it's definitely not on my top 10 list of films that film scores he's done for sure yeah but i mean at this at this point like that's a wild ass list <laughs> to top, mm. especially when he does so much great work with uh, Wes Anderson coming up. That's what I was going to say next. This whole time I was watching this, I was like, man, I wish I was watching this directed by Wes Anderson. Cause I feel like I would also, char- I also want that <laughs> this cast of characters and these situations, he would have nailed the, the kind of awkward humor of it. And I, I just don't think the balance is quite there. And it's there's a lot of nice scenes to look at. I will say the last probably the third act of the film I did like quite a bit. There were good segments there that I enjoyed. One but. thing I what really that whole Kate Blanchett, Matt Damon, <laughs> I just don't think they have any chemistry. So like yeah. I'm really not buying this little bit of romance thing that they were trying to sell me on. Um and Kate Blanchett's way too fucking good for Matt Damon anyways. So <laughs> I mean, let's let's be fair. Who isn't Kate Blanchett too good for? I mean, it's true, but she, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, i want to I want to get y'all's opinion on Clooney as a scriptwriter because we got this. Um, I think he wrote on Leatherheads, right? He kind of yeah. changed a lot of stuff with uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, right? You were saying, Paul, where? Yeah, he changed a lot for this too. Yeah, yeah. and. I just don't think Clooney's a good scriptwriter. Yeah, I, I don't think it's his strength. I mean, his well, his strength is in his acting. Like, why? Well, let them do their job, bro, and you do your job. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen how much she's like writing versus you know 
conceptualizing or whatever as he's, you know, visualizing things as he's going to direct it or if he's actually actively writing dialogue. I don't know that for a fact, but I, I think um, the dialogue in this film isn't very good. Like it's, there's a lot of moments where uh, like there's an example of like when they're on the speaker, there's moments where people will say something like hell of a thing or in the personal repeat, repeat it back hell of a thing. And it's fine if it happens once, but it was like two or three times where like the people just say the same thing that they said back to them. And then the scene's like over. And I feel like there was space for more, um, more thought, but I guess maybe that was intentional too, but. I really like the running joke of uh, them asking somebody a question and the next person coming in and going, asking the exact same question. Them say, just ask that. Yeah. I got I to gotta giggle every time they said it. Yeah, honestly, I don't even remember it because for, for me, there was just something memorable about the film. So, like, I don't, I don't remember the jokes being bad like Zach's talking about, and I don't remember any, you know, ongoing joke throughout the film. I do remember the end when they finally find the Madonna and they're like, holy shit, he just said that. <laughs> he just said that. <laughs> the Madonna. It's like, it's like uh, when uh, Damon's standing on the uh, the landmine. Damon, who's really good in this film, um, <laughs> standing on the landmine. He's like, why would you go do a thing like that? And then and then uh, John Goodman, who's also really good in this film, comes in and is like, why would you do a thing like that? I just asked that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'll tell you my favorite you, scene though. Uh, my favorite okay, scene. Tell us your favorite scene. Is when Clooney's um, sitting down with the German. Oh, that's or whatever at scene. the end, talking about how he'll go get the bagel and read his paper. Um, at I'm you know assuming a Jewish man's deli, it, even though he doesn't explicitly say it. I think he says he, a Jewish name. He yeah, he says a very Jewish name, and I can't think of what the name Melman is off the top. or something like that. Meldman. Meldman. Yeah. Melman. Sid Meldman. Sid Meldman. Yeah, very Jewish name. Yeah. I thought that was a really good scene. Yeah. I I think this ensemble works real well together. I I the the character I wanted more from was Balaban. Who's that? You gave me Bob Balaban, the the one with the glasses, the little guy, one He's of the greatest greatest actors of all time. <laughs> partnered with um Murray in most of his scenes. Yeah. The oh one yeah, was, yeah. Okay. Was, his like little private... sidekick dude. Yeah, that guy was awesome. Yeah, Bob Balaban's amazing. And literally everything, and he should be the lead actor of everything he's in because he's the best. Uh, so, the, so the big, the biggest problem I have with this movie is why did only the Europeans die? Hugh Bonneville gets shot, and then Jean Dujardin gets shot, and then all the Americans are left alive at the end of the film. Mm, yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true or not, based on reality. I oh, it's probably it's it's not true, but. <laughs> I was gotcha. gonna say for the for <laughs> that's why I'm asking the question. Yeah, why did Clooney only choose to kill the Europeans? There must be some political meaning. Why does he keep doing movies that are loosely based off real events that are loosely based off of real people? On top of that, <laughs> Hollywood. That's his like running theme though in all these films. It's things that are loosely based off a situation that's loosely based off of real people in those loosely based off situations. That's just good drama in real life, but then he decides to go for different drama yeah, instead of the say, real life drama. Maybe if this was a real drama, <laughs> but I wonder um, if there's like a director's cut of this out there somewhere because it feels like there's a lot of footage. I I think this movie needs to be at least half an hour longer. I if 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 it 
is a more cohesive uh, film with better transitions, I'd be interested in watching it once at least. Um, Cause that, that's my problem with it. It feels pieced piecemeal. It it does a little bit. I mean, is honestly. it 30, 30 more minutes of John Goodman Yeah, well, and Bob Balaban, hopefully 10, yeah, eight, 10, we'll each and 10 for somebody else. Uh, honestly, most, most of the supporting cast, I'll, I'll take a lot more of Bonneville is excellent in this film. Jardine is good in this film. Like there's a lot of strong performances in this film. I just don't think a lot of the, there's, there's too many characters and a lot of them don't get an, uh, shared amount of screen time. Well, that's how I felt about the Ides of March was there was too many characters. Same with good night and good luck. There's so many damn characters. Yeah, but with Ides of March, time with them. With Ides of March, I feel like we get the amount of those characters that we need. Yeah, because like, it's a busy thing going on with the campaign, and you don't have to get to know everybody. But and it, yeah, and it's so singularly focused on one character that the rest of the characters should kind of flit in and out. But in this, it's it's not. It's not singularly focused on one character. They make this ensemble it's not the monuments man damn it yeah exactly and <laughs> and it's and i think with like at least another 15 20 minutes even we we could flesh out the the supporting cast a lot more and that that's always been my biggest problem with the film is that the supporting cast feels like they need more screen time yeah right. no, I, I i can see those points yeah, and it's it's the same it's the same problem I have with like the the Russo Avengers films is there's too many characters and they don't do anything with almost any of them. Yeah, well, mm. I mean, when you got fifteen fucking superheroes to run with, and then you got nine on each side, you know what I mean? They're having a battle. I mean, yeah, yeah. but no, yeah. I really, I didn't hate this film, but I just don't think this film's particularly great like yeah, it's just I, it's an okay film i didn't hate it either but like i said i was disappointed because i had high expectations and i think it would have been a better film in the hands of someone like spielberg or wes anderson or even the cohen's you know i keep bringing them up but i feel like <laughs> there's a lot of cohen energy in some of clooney's work maybe from working with there, uh, yeah and i mean like he's he's working with the cohen's a lot when he gets into directing like mm -hmm. you know he just uh, when danger confessions of a dangerous mind had come out, like he had just done Oh brother and he's about to do uh intolerable cruelty with them. So, oh, yeah. but he's not working with them on his films. He's directing though. No, right. not at least not like not hand yet. in hand. Right. They, they may give him tips because I mean, around this time we also get hail Caesar, which is a fucking masterpiece. Oh yeah. Um, I well, think it's a too, I, isn't he? yeah. I think it's a couple of years after this, but well, they need to give yeah. him some more tips. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I think the edit does kill this film some, but I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just in love with the theme of the importance of art and mm -hmm. uh, how it needs to be preserved, and that that feeling like that that idea never really goes away because it's art is the first thing that uh, like fascism goes after. Right. And when fascist ideas start rearing their ugly head, it's, Hey, there's too many black people in my superhero movies. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> we need to preserve art mm -hmm. and let art thrive and flourish and not let it fall to madmen. Like, yeah. 
maybe I'm just taken with that idea to the point where it kind of blinds me. Like it doesn't blind me completely to the film's faults. There, there are faults. I'm, I'm not trying to hold this up as a masterpiece. This is only the second time I've ever seen it. It's not like I went and revisited mm-hmm. it immediately after I saw it. All yeah. Right. But you know, it, uh, I think it's sweet. I think there, there's not an ounce of irony in this film, and that goes a long way for me. I can't remember what I was about to say. Oh yeah, they do nothing in this film inherently to make you care about the art while you're watching the film. So like, yeah, we all enjoy art, but let's just take our love of art out of that going into the film. What do they do in this film that makes you care about the art that they're trying to save in this film? And to me, nothing. Like, they don't even do anything with the art to make you say... This is why we care about this art. They're yeah, so they, focused on these other back and forth things, and they have they have like dozens of conversations about that during yeah, the entire film. Conversations that aren't very intriguing. I, the I'm comedy's intrigued. not very funny. I laughed. <laughs> I think Clooney has you know two very specific the scenes of him kind of making the pitches to the whoever politicians to authorize the it's it's the uh it's roosevelt and the secretary of Def- the secretary of defense i think okay so one of those guys he's speaking to is actually roosevelt yeah and they don't really show him in the first scene but they they specifically show his face in the, in the end okay yeah okay gotcha but yeah i mean he he talks about you know preserving the history of mankind and the creations without anything we don't have a history and i i get that and i do appreciate that and i think I think you know, a documentary probably covers that better than the film does. If yeah. Maybe this is a good companion piece to a documentary like that. Because um, it does, it assumes that people know a lot of the art that they're talking about. And, you know, a good fair number of people will. Some I was going to say, some of the not. art they're talking about are very famous pieces. So it's mm-hmm. like... Yeah, and... And I also think they they very specifically focus on like one or two so that you understand so that right. there's there's more of the the uh, wow my brain just died uh, the tension of mm. especially those pieces getting lost because when you you know you see the one the one piece get burned and at the very end Clooney's like oh I want to try to continue to find this piece right mm-hmm. but we we as an audience know it's been burnt. Right. Yeah. But then there's there's the tension of the Madonna. There's the the tension of the 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 altar piece. Yeah. Uh. So that so that we we continuously bring those up while the rest of them it's kind of like hey th- this is art it's beautiful and I mean if you know what it is you know what it is if you don't I mean just look at it. Go look at that. Look at that thing. Hey, look at that thing. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's a wrap on me. I don't really have any more opinions. Um, I'm not sure I do either, except I loved seeing Grant Heslov playing the uh, the field doctor. Mm. Clooney's producing partner and co-writer yeah. of the film, Grant Heslov. Yeah, it's like, well, I know his name. I saw it in the credits. <laughs> that's yeah, like, he's, how we've talked about him. He's the one that's when Clooney and the, the driver bring in the, uh, the bleeding soldier. He's oh. like... Bring in the chaplain. Oh, right. okay. Now I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's Grant Heslow. Nice. Well, shout out to Grant. All right. Well, any other notes on this film? 
Not yeah. that I can think of. All right. Well, then, let's get into our worst judgments. All right, Trav, where's this sitting on your Clooney ranking? So, I haven't... I've, ra- I've rated it. I don't really know where I want to put it yet. So, I, I gave it three stars, like I said. I don't hate this film. I just don't think the film's great. I'm not in love with this film. So, uh, yeah, three stars. Um, it's definitely nowhere near as bad as Leatherheads. But I haven't determined if I think it's better than Confessions of a Dangerous Mind or not, even though I ranked it technically more than Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. um, I'm just trying to feel, just take away, you know, one's made in 02 and the other one's made in 2014. So inherently there's a lot of better things about Monuments, man. You know, and then the casting. So, yeah, but I don't think it's anywhere nearly as good as Ides of March or Good Night and Good Luck personally okay zach where's the sitting for you well you know i think i can basically echo what uh trav said there but i do i firmly gave it three stars and have it uh at my number four of five with leatherheads below it um i give confessions a edge just because it's a little more interesting as far as how it's made a lot more butts more there more butts um yeah so three stars not the worst but not the best all right. Oh, uh, I gave this four stars. I think this four is stars. a very good film. Solid, but a little loose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm putting this at number three. Good night. Good luck. Too much of a masterpiece. And I really love Ides of March, mm. um, which I think is a very well written film. And, and he wrote on that, too. Um, yeah. Uh, and Confessions dropped a little for me in Leatherheads, I, I think, is fine uh so yeah i think i think this is his good film in between uh two great films and one and two okay films yeah there you go all right well then trap yeah we're gonna wrap this up and you can let people know where they can find you on the media social um as you know your boy is on the instagram at zk audio i am on the twitter at uh t-r-a-v-i-o-s-c-k where i'm also on tiktok and letterbox ranking and rating my daily movie watches and since zach brought up spielberg i did finally get to go see the fablemans and you know what i'm so glad that we get to see paul dano 